With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. guys it's uh june 14th 
2009. Uh, I'm your host, Zombie. Um, it saddens me today to have to do a show. Um, I didn't plan on doing a show Wednesday due to uh, family commitments. I'll be honest, I'm going to try to buy a house on, on Wednesday, so I won't be able to do it. So this will be this week's episode. Um, this episode of Reverguard is brought to you by our sponsors, WrestleWarehouse.com, uh, a bunch of different swag there. Just check them out. And SlamFamJam.com, uh, Lucha Libre, and Japanese Pro Wrestling. Um, well, yesterday we, we lost a true legend of the sport of professional wrestling. Um, Mr. Haru Masawa passed away um, due to uh, they're not quite sure and they're not going to do an autopsy at, at the uh, behest of his family. So uh, I'm just going to be safe to assume that it's been the quote-unquote All Japan style for so many years that uh, that has done in Mr. Misawa. And it's a shame. Um, the one time that I met him, he was a very kind gentleman, um, did what I asked of him, and, you know, he's a really cool dude. Um, I am out on the road today, so I, I have uh, family issues to take care of, but I will be in and out of the show. Um, we have Killer Kev from the Angry Marks. Graciously running the board for me, and also I'm joined by my co-host uh, Joshi Rob. Um, Rob, uh, are you still in shock like I am? Ah, uh, definitely. You know, it was a terrible thing to happen. Uh, probably nothing worse could have happened, and uh, you know, it's, it's still a real shame, and uh, it, it's something that'll never be replaced. And yeah, probably the worst thing that's happened in my life. Oh, uh, today's show, um, you know, we're, we're, everybody mourns in, in their own way. Um, we're we're going to celebrate the life of Masala. We're going to pay tribute to the man that has a uh, focal point of uh, the Japanese pro wrestling scene as well as making an impact in stateside as well. Um, we'll pretty much start from the beginning. Uh, Masala broke into the business. Jeez, I don't have my notes here, so I'm thinking... 1981. Okay. Mm-hmm. And won the uh, high school wrestling. He won the re- national wrestling championships in 1980. Oh, there you go. Uh, when when did he don the tiger mask? Ooh, uh, um, I think he donned it about 85, 86. Yeah. First time I saw him. Oh, 84. Okay. Because the first time that I saw him as tiger mask was uh. I don't remember which one was first. It was either Wrestle Rock for the AWA or the uh, Crockett Cup that year in 86. I don't remember which one was first, but that was when I first saw him as Tiger Mask. And um, he was different than Sayama. Um, he flew, but he didn't fly as much as Sayama did. He wasn't as fast and didn't throw, you know, as many martial arts-type kicks and whatnot, but it, it was it was something different, and it, it was... Uh, he was influential, I think, after taking off the mask. Um, I don't really think that, you know, there was much groundbreaking um, as far as, you know, when he was wearing the mask. I think, uh, I think he just uh, used that to, uh, you know, gain a name and experience around the world, you know. And uh, and um, I, to be, I don't have my notes here. Like I said, I'm on the road. So, um, Rob, do you happen to know how he lost the mask or did he just take it off? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, no, no, no. Actually, it's a really uh, interesting story. There was the match, and uh, it's, it's, it, they even there was even some clips on YouTube of it. And basically, it's him and Kawada. Now, this is how far this goes back. They were a tag team. 
and Kawada unmasks Masawa purposely, and Masawa just goes right after, I think, Tenru. So, mm-hmm. it was just suddenly, wow. suddenly and surprising, but uh, it was a pretty cool, it was a neat little thing. So, it was just during the ma- during a tag match? Yeah, he just um, he just takes it right off, and Masawa wow. lets him, and then he just goes, I believe he goes right after Tenru, it's awesome. Tremendous. Was that was that that was that was before uh, Tenru had the uh, the belly rolls, right? The wrinkles, <laughs> maybe. Uh, well, you know, Tenru's always had some kind of wrinkle. So, but, uh, you know, way before now, <laughs> way before like the ideas now. You know, it was only when he was you know kind of old at uh, what like forty or so. So <laughs> maybe thirty-eight, forty. <laughs> Now, my, my one of my favorite uh, Tiger Mask matches, when, when he was working as Tiger Mask too, was he had a match with Kurt Henning in uh, All Japan, and uh, it was just a blowaway match. And this was this was the time when Kurt was was really learning how to be a dick, and you know it was just really fun stuff. Um, you know he just. Uh, Tiger Mask too has done his thing with Steamboat. He's done his, you know, with every big time foreigner that came in all Japan between, you know, eighty four and what is it, eighty six. And uh, you, you know, he was pretty much a, a flag bearer, you know. And then until he took off the mask, and then it was just, you know, history from there. Um, now, Rob, what, what's your favorite Masawa moment? I'm not going to say match, but moment. Moment? Oh, man, that's a tough one. Uh, hmm, man, that is really challenging. Uh, <coughs> oh, man. Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, hmm. Mm-mm-mm. Man, that's a tough one. Uh, uh, I th- There's I so think, many. Uh, I think the first one of the, I think uh, maybe his first or second title reign when he lost to Hanson. Or, no, 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 when he beat Hanson. He just, like, Absolutely nailed him with this like uh, forearm. It was like the greatest thing. He just he just wound up and looked so mad, and he just whammed him right in the face. It was great. <laughs> now, what year was that? Oh, uh, well, if I'm correct, I think it was '92. '92, okay. All right, yeah. So that was towards the that was the boom period. So um, now was that in a, was that a title change? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure he won the title with it. It was. It must have been his first title reign, and he just. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Now, have now for, a rep. So. Sure. Jump on in, Kev. Am I there? Hello. Welcome to Rubber Guard Radio. Uh, yeah, it's Mike Temper VB. Uh calling in here the uh one uh wanted to know the the well the autopsy um isn't going to be released but at the request of his family it's not that they're not doing one it's just not going to be released at the request of his right. family now my and, view, uh, you think it's wear and tear well, I and well, and there was the, the other thing of what you said a little bit earlier on there. Um, it, that it's possible, but since we're never going to know exactly what it was, and his heart stopped beating. I mean, he was got to be very heavy, 
you know, I'm not, he wasn't, you know, morbidly obese or anything like that, but he was very heavy and he worked very hard. And, you know, you don't know exactly what kind of, you know, help, you know, what he did outside the ring, but he obviously had put on a lot of weight. So, I mean, really, you can't say it was the style that did it. Um, if he would have died of dementia or something like that, that would have been more understandable. But uh, really, right now, you really can't say it was the style. Well, um, me, me personally, I mean, I think it was a lot of things. I mean, number one, he, he definitely was on steroids. You know, uh, you know, uh, I think this happens in Japan, but uh, you know, that, that's one thing. But you know, he also, you know, he gained weight, which I don't know if that was too much. I, you know, he pushed himself really hard. Obviously, it was under a ton of stress with, uh, you know, trying to run a company and be a main event star, and deal with many injuries. So you know, I mean, it's obvious. It's never going to be just one thing. I mean, it's a culmination of things. But that oh, was and, and also a little bit of a. And I, I actually have to go here, uh, but I do also too. When he took that mask off, it was actually in a match uh, with Kawada against uh, Yatsu and uh, Koto Fuyuki, who ended up being more known for what he did in FMW. But uh, that was actually who it was. And he, he went after Yatsu, so I just wanted there to, you, uh, you know clear that stuff up, and uh, that's it. So I hope you guys have a good show. Thanks, Michael, for call- calling in, brother. I appreciate it. Nope. No problem so, at all. Bye. That was Mike Sembervivi from uh, F4W Online's uh, Adam and Mike Big Audio Nightmare. Um, I can only drop in for a couple minutes, but uh, thanks for calling in. Um, those that are listening, uh, there, there'll be, uh, I don't know if there's going to be a chat or not. If you want to jump in there, Kevin, if you like, um, that would be angrymarks.com backslash chat. All small letters. Don't use big letters. It doesn't work. Um, now, uh, for those that are listening and you'd like to call in, 347-215-7946. Wow. Kevin, do we have anybody on hold? No. All lines are open. Awesome. We'll be having open lines, you know, until uh, until we drop. So, um, now, uh, my favorite Masala moment, I think, was... Uh, Probably have to be the the just the just the match, you know the match. You guys know what I'm talking about. June third, ninety four. Um, it was it, you know that match was a smart mark stream, and it, you know it made it, it still to this day holds water and and it makes every smart mark cream their shorts when they watch it. You know this is the you know God's gift to pro wrestling. This is it, but it just the. Uh, the way that, that those those two gentlemen just told the story, and and Masao has always been a great storyteller in the ring, not just you know the sick bumps and and the the, the hard hits and and stuff. He, he's a really good storyteller with the facials, and but that's what you tend to get from the uh, mid '90s All Japan Pro Wrestling, and you know they they did the harder style, but they also told the story on on such a higher level, where. I mean, it just, it's, the stuff was nuts. I mean, you know, like on the Observer uh, update that they Brian and Dave did the other day, it's like a lot of their matches bleed together, but that's the point. That's the story they're trying to tell, where that, you know, from each match, it continues. And, you know, that's cool. I dig that. And, you know, you don't see it now because guys aren't, you know, programmed long enough to uh, see the story actually build as a, you know, as opposed to running angles on the TV and all that. They didn't have to. It was, I want to be the better guy than you. I want to be the top guy. And it was, you can even go as far as to say that the Triple Crown was a prop. I mean, because these guys would go into the ring and they would just kill each other trying to show the fans that 
they are the better man, either in winning or losing. But I think that, that for me, is the Japanese fighting spirit. That, for me, is what it is. Um, they, their goal is to impress, well, not, I, guess, I guess impress the fans, but, you know, I mean, you know, impress everyone in the company, not just the fans, the boys, the owners, management, you know, um, they, they took a lot of pride in their work, and you can tell in each match that they had, either, you know, it was Masao Kawada, Masao Kamashi, you know, I mean, um, Masao and Fuji, for fuck's sake. I mean, it could be, you know, anybody, but they take pride in their work, even when they're, quote-unquote, phoning it in. Uh, when I saw Masao alive in 03, sure, he phoned it in in the main event. But I got to meet fucking Masawa. So, I mean, that was it for me. You know, and me and, you know, 300 of my closest friends, which, go figure, you know, in, in Northern California, Masawa drew 300. Um, and, you know, the, the thing about that show in Hayward is that the, the main event was uh, Bart Boxen, who was, who was trained out here by uh, Modest and Morgan, and he's since gone on the greener pastures, and his partner was Nigel McGinnis. And that match got Nigel his job. Um, Nigel had an in-ring tryout with Masawa and uh, Ogawa. Ugh, I hate that guy. But, and, and, you know, and, and Nigel showed that he could keep up, and it got him a job. And I don't think you're going to see that type of excursion anymore to the States where these guys, you know, from, from management in Japan will come and check out guys, you know, that close in the ring. But, uh, yeah, I'm just rambling. So, uh, Rob, um, jump on in here. Save me, brother. <laughs> well, um, I, I, I can add in that, uh, you know, I, I've met Masawa myself, too. Uh, I only got to meet him about once, though, and it was real, real quick. And, you know, I mean, when there's, like, a billion other fans trying to meet him, too, you know, I can only give so much uh, time and all that. So I, I didn't really get to meet him. But, uh, you know, um, I, I went to the Ring of Honor show. It was right before him and Kenta. I think it was, it was something like him and Marishima versus Kenta and Marifuji or... You know, add yeah, the patch. Put a name somewhere else, you know. That's not exact, but, you know, put a name somewhere in there. Yeah, I, I, they, um, but, uh, and that's kind of killed Noah for me because, you know, I drove something like six hours to go see it and spent, you know, a couple hundred dollars and I got a 30-minute draw, you know. So I was a little disappointed. But, um, yeah, you know, I, I would have loved to have met him more and talked to him more and, uh, Anybody on hold, Seth? Uh, am I on? Yeah, you're on, Rob. Okay, we got Rob on and Zombie's on. How about uh, anybody in the queue? No, nobody. Okay. Nobody in the chat room at angrymarks.com. That's chat. Or... Alrighty. Okay, so let's see. Uh, okay, now you had Rob. You've had um. You you met Masala for a few moments. Um, what kind of vibe did you get from him as a person? You know, meeting you know a guy Jen Mark. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know he seems kind of he seems kind of what you would think it would be. You know, he's like that, or you know that guy who's seen better days, but I uh, you know he's still. You know, he he could still do whatever he wants right in him, you know. He could still just, you know, go out there and beat anyone. And, uh, leave, a, leave a key outside in the dark. 
Wow. Well, it was a yeah, it was a really good experience. Uh, you know, would have liked to have met him more, but uh, yeah. I actually was uh, I was lucky. I got to meet him alone. Um, mm. And uh, it was more um, more personable, I guess. Uh, I walked up to him and I bowed, shook his hand. It said, "Nice, it's a pleasure to meet you, Mr. Masala." You know, I looked up at him, he smiles, and, you know, he, he, he did a little autograph gimmick and all that fun stuff. And, and then uh, the funny thing is, uh, after I did that with uh, Mr. Masala, um, Ogawa looks over at me, he's all, you know, he looks at me like, hey, do you want my autograph? And I'm like, just like, no selling, just because I can't stand him. But uh, quite funny. But, yeah, you, you say you drove, uh, what was it? Eight hours or six hours? No, no, no. I, I drove about five, six hours to go see him. Oh, wow. That kind of sucks, dude. Do we want to go? The worst part was because of Ring of Honor, I couldn't even get a picture. So, I, you oh. know, I drove I drove six hours to get a picture with Masala, and I was told I could not get a picture because Noah would not take pictures. So, uh, hey, I was not so happy. And that, you know, that match really kind of... You know, that whole experience kind of hurt uh, me into, being into Noah. And, uh, right down That's cool. Okay. Okie dokie. Are we still on, guys? Yeah, we're still on. Okay, cool. I'm I'm in a garage, so I'm getting the, uh, getting the uh, extension cord here. So putting in work on a Sunday... But so now, Rob, what was your favorite uh uh Miss singles match? Well, singles match, uh mm-hmm. I'd probably I'd probably take uh, you know, the the one everybody would take, you know, six three ninety four of course. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, that was pretty hard not to like that, you know. But uh that's actually probably not my favorite match of his actually. So that's because I, I really like this uh, tag match. He was in favorite one. But, uh. Now, do you think that any two gentlemen nowadays in the business will ever have a program like uh, Kawada and Sawa did? Probably not, because you know, I mean, we're, we're at a different time, and uh, you know, uh, this is this is uh, America, not Japan. So, you know, I think I mean, this works differently here. You know, um, but no, I mean, you know. Yeah, how many wrestlers are in a company more than like five years? Very few, you know. True. Especially in today's age. So, no. And the other thing is, you know, I mean, even if these guys, you know, do have a rivalry, they're gonna have so many stupid gimmick matches and uh, this. I mean, no way. Mm. Yeah, I agree. The, uh, there isn't much focus on the wrestling. You know, it's more of a you know, we have to do this, we have to entertain, whatever. You know, right. it's not the work anymore. So, I mean, I, I think, uh, see, what, what would be close? Um, maybe the uh, the uh, Nigel McGuinness, Brian Danielson series might be close. Yeah, that's not a bad one. Yeah. Um, Punk and Joe, maybe, if they would have had more matches. Right. Uh, they kind of get that type of feel from them. Yeah, definitely, I agree. But I, you know, it's really impossible to 
ever, you know, really quite get the feeling of their matches. Like, I heard someone say it best when they described it as, like, a heavyweight boxing contest. And, you know, it, it just had a special feel to it that you just can't match. You know, I mean, for for the time they're in the ring, you could believe everything they were doing was legit. And, uh, mm-hmm. and that's because it mostly was. And, uh, you know, yeah. And, uh, you yeah. know, just getting back... Getting back to the Masala Kawada thing, I mean, you know, they were rivals and friends in high school, you know. I mean, what kind of, you know, could anyone ever do something like that, you know? Well, you know, whether it was singles, tag, six-mans, eight-mans, you know, the Kawada and Masala, they were, you know, they were like that photo finish, you know, in a, uh, in a horse racing uh, race, you know, it's always a photo finish. Either one's a little in the front, one's or the others in the front, and it's just, you know, no one really won. In the end, no one really won, and I think that was their idea, so that it wasn't about, you know, I'm the winner of the program. No, it's it's, you know, we're we're both winners. We did this together. You know, you get that type of mentality, and I guess. It's, you have to look at it like, you know, most of the program was built around Kawada finally getting that win, you know. It took him, God, like, you know, maybe Forever. Eight, eight, ten years since the first school match to actually get that win. You know, and then that's when things really got ticked up in high gear because, you know, by that time, all Japan had been so far that, uh, you know, German suplexes on the head were, you know, measly a transition spot. You know, that's yeah. around the time uh, the Ganso bomb, and, uh, you know, they just, it was like, can you top this? And yeah, it's just, uh, I don't, really don't know how those guys could uh, work that type of style. I, you know, I honestly don't know, you know, what goes through someone's head. You know, honestly, I, I just, I can't fathom it, that they, they do it for, you know, the fans, the love of the business, you know, whatever you want to call it. Just uh, insane the punishment that those guys put themselves through, you know. And uh, I don't see anybody doing that again, especially now. I mean, uh, I don't know. I, I guess it depends on how you look at it, you know. I mean, I, I mean, like their wrestling matches, you know, every day in the indies, someone tries to copy and you know hit just as hard and do with the moves like that. So, I mean, you know. <laughs> But, you know, it'll, no, Matt, nothing will ever mean as much, you know. Agreed. Agreed. Um, Rob, I'm going to hand the show over to you. I need to mute myself. I have to do a little drilling on this door. So I have to uh, take the doorknob off. So I'm going to hand you the reins. Um, I want you to uh, just speak with any callers that call in and just um, basically, you know, talk about um, why you enjoyed watching Masala in the ring. And then when I come back, I'll uh, I'll hit I'll hit you up. All right. Okay. Well. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. All right. Okay, it's just me here. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, to talk about some of Masawa's history, uh, in ni- 1980, he in uh, I believe the All Japan High School Senior Championships, he uh. He won a he won the championships and um, I believe he may have beaten Kawada for one of them, and uh, Kawada and uh, Masawa have a long long history dating back then, 
And um, if you even look online, you can find a picture of them when they were both kids, and that's pretty neat, you know. Who could imagine, an, you know, 20-year-olds <laughs> Masala and Kawada together. And um, really, their rivalry was really interesting because, you know, Masawa was kind of what Kawada always wanted to be. Masawa was the good-looking one. Masawa was the one who got the pushes. Masawa had the better body. And, you know, Masawa was more popular with some of the higher-ups in all Japan. Now, um, one of the reasons you could wonder this is because uh, Giant Baba was known to be a bisexual. And uh, some people think Masawa's push or some of it could have been... Uh, towards that. But uh yeah, well, well uh you know, Masawa did his tours, but Kawada had to rough it out in Canada and USA and uh, from what's known he really didn't have a good time and it's uh he doesn't like he's not too uh, big of a fan of foreign wrestling after these experiences. But yeah, um, you know, through the years, as we said, the the rivalry the thing was Kawada never won. You know, he never pinned Masawa, and pretty much no one pinned Masawa, not even in tag matches or six-mans, whatever you can think of. You know, Masawa was the unbeatable ace, and the only people who could ever take him down were, like, Jumbo and Hanson, but, you know, they're legends, so. And, uh, yeah, um, yeah, some of the interesting battles they had were, they had so many, I mean, you know, they had the 6-3-94 match, they had matches in the Champions Carnival to decide winners. They had tag title matches, tag league matches, and just straight-up singles, no uh, no titles involved. So, so it's a really great history, and like we're saying, uh, it's a rivalry that probably can't be matched. I mean, you know, the stiffness, the great matches, the passion, the history, and the intensity, It's there's no way. And, yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, I mentioned earlier that my favorite Masawa match is actually not a singles match. Uh, there's a tag match from around 1993 in July that I urge everybody to seek out. It's, uh, it has uh, Tawe, uh, KZ's favorite, Ogawa, and uh, Kawada. And uh, they fight, I believe, Akiyama. No, no, they fight uh, Kabashi, Masawa, and uh, Kikuchi from Noah. And it's just an awesome little fight. Uh, Kikuchi gets the crap beaten out of him. And it's just great. Uh, so much uh, heart, heart and passion into it while the crowd goes nuts. And, I say, you know, Masawa wasn't exactly the uh, most important part of that match, but that just happened to be my favorite match that he's in. So. And um, some of the other matches I'd say that are really good are uh, a lot of people love the Jumbo Saruta versus Masawa series. Uh, you know, uh, Masawa finally defeating Jumbo after a bunch of matches was really the thing that set all Japan off because Masawa was now the ace and the man. And, uh, you know, he had to fight off everybody while still being kind of inexperienced as a champion. While uh, Jumbo, you know, he's the unsinkable battleship. He was just, you know, he beat everybody. You know, the Funks, the Flares, you know, he ha- held international world titles, did everything. And, um, yeah, if you get a chance, you can check out one of his matches with Jumbo and, uh, it's really great when he pins him for the first time. He holds up his hands in a three and just staring at the rough in awe. Like, did I really pin him? Did I really win? And he did. And as his hand is raised, he still can't believe it. It's a, it's a great moment in Masala and one of my favorites. And, uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, some other Masala matches that are definitely worth seeking out are his 1997 match with Kabashi. Uh, it's 
it's a clinic. It's about 45 minutes of just straight whoopings. You know, they go through everything. And um, what's really interesting is they turn it into more of a technical match because they use uh, arm work and Masawa really – it's a really different match than you'd usually see from all Japan. But they use some of the technical stuff and some of the early mat work to make the match work better in the end. And uh, it turned out to be a great match. Uh, I believe the Wrestling Observer gave it five stars. And, you know, along the lines of uh, – you know, Masala and Kawada, 6394, and uh, some of the tag league matches. I mean, it's an absolute classic and must-see match. Must-see match. Uh, yeah, it's just great, you know, because yeah. uh, <coughs> a couple other interesting matches they had were, uh, and, and I believe uh, 1998, they fi- all, all Japan finally went to the Dome, and uh, this was the big one. Kawada... After 10 years of not even getting close to beating Masawa, finally takes him down in front of the dome, in front of a cry crowd, and it was just—it wasn't as good as it could have been because uh, both men were really injured, especially Masawa. You know, I mean, you can't work his style of match for years and not get banged up. And um, yeah, it, it was may not have been the be- best match because they couldn't—they just couldn't do it. But uh, it's a really cool moment, you know, when Masawa. When Kawada finally pins Masala, it's a great moment, and it really makes you happy to be a fan sometimes. <clears throat> yeah, I, I have to agree with that Tokyo Dome match. Um, it was really good, but it wasn't their best effort. Uh, you're right, Masala was banged up uh, pretty bad. So, but, Yeah, I mean, they they had, if I remember correctly, they had to, you know, this is like the only match he did for a little bit because, you know, he just couldn't take it right now. He was so beat up. And then what sucks is uh, right after that, uh, either Kawada got injured or he lost the title. So, you know, it was it was uh, just one of the many battles in the long war. Yeah. That I don't think ever ended. No. Do you think? No, it, it, it definitely didn't. I mean, you know, I mean, you know, the next year they did again. And, you know, even in... Uh, 2005, you know, they were still going at it. I'm on my phone. <laughs> yeah, it's, I don't. I, I think it'll just end up in heaven. You know, the good Lord will say, "Okay, you're going over." Well, you, you know, there, you know. <laughs> never know. <laughs> Anybody in the quay, uh, Kev? Kevin, no. are you there? No, no, no. No, Kev's sleeping. <laughs> Chisel out this part for the door here. Oh, fun stuff. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing my best here. Please excuse me, everybody. I have a really bad uh, cold. So I'm sorry to talk, but I don't have much left in me. <laughs> it's all good, dude. You're you're carrying me. Probably counts. You know, you got to return the favor sometime. <laughs> uh, now, do you think there will ever a man in uh, a native in in Japan that will ever be as loved as much as Masao was? Uh, well, that's a tough one. Uh, right now, no, because, you know, I mean, it's just not there. You know, uh, they, this is a problem that, you know, has been happening for years, you know. You know, Masao was always wanted to drop the ball and let someone else take it, but he just can't. You know, there's no, I, I mean, there's no one else that's ready to take it, and 
you know, part of the problem is, you know, in the early 90s, Old Japan lost a really good TV time slot. And, uh, you know, I mean, when people can't watch your show, you know, especially for free, they're not going to become attached to the product. Very true. Yeah, I mean, it's very true. No way, you know. <laughs> you know, Old Japan's been, you know, everybody's been searching for that star for the last how many years, but it's just not there. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. I don't see anybody on the horizon. You know, I mean, not just New Japan. I mean, all over there isn't anybody, you know, that could that has that type of a charisma that could pick up the ball. And sure, the hell not Tanahashi. I'll tell you that. Um, well, I, part of the problem is, you know, no one's being put in the ball. You know, I mean, Budo's had how many Triple Crown reigns and, you know... <laughs> I mean, you know, just until the last few years, none of the younger guys were really getting pushes. But, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, so someone's just going to have to take a chance and do some better scouting and, you know, give some of these younger guys a chance to shine. Well, do you think that this is the opportunity for Go Shizaki? Oh, um, hmm, that's a tough one. Uh, I, 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 I'm pretty sure the reason they did that is partially because they wanted to get some of the hot air off of the story. You know, they wanted to make the fans be happy and uh, give them something to th- else to think about instead of Masala. So, I mean, right. it, it was a last-minute decision, and I, I know it wasn't supposed to happen yet. But, uh, you know, I mean, it doesn't hurt. You know, I, I mean, at this point, you know, what else have they got to do? They're going to have their biggest crowds because everybody's going to come to see, you know, uh, what happened with Masala. So, what? You know, why not give him the belt? I mean, I, I think it's a good move, but uh, it could be Go's time, you know. Go has a lot of basics done, and he's a lot of important things that you need to make a superstar, but, uh, you know, so we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, yeah. I, I I think Go's pretty good, actually. I mean, his, uh, you know, even when he debuted, he was really good, and, uh, you know, he's a lot of the basics done, and it reminds me a lot of Kabashi, and uh, obviously Noah felt the same way as they teamed them up before. So, it's a uh, yeah. Hopefully he can do it. Yeah. Hopefully he can do it. Looks like it's just me on the line here. Um, yeah. But uh, going back to what I was saying, though, you know, I mean, with Japan, uh, the t- you know Noah just lost their TV, so they can't. You know, they lost their good TV show. Now they're stuck on Samurai TV. And for those who don't know, Samurai TV is about a, I think it's something like 30 or $70 a month just to get uh, a couple channels related to that. So, right. you know, no one's, you, you know, you can't become a superstar on Samurai TV. <laughs> and, uh, it's not possible. It's not enough viewership. No, no. <laughs> you know, I mean. But, uh, you, you know, I mean, now's the time. I mean, they got to push them because they're going to have a, some extra crowds in right now. So you got to go yeah, with it. Now, who do you, who do you think they're going to program uh, go with first? Uh, Morshima? Uh, I don't know, really. Um, obviously, Akiyama's down the line. You know, Akiyama's going to be the Masawa to, uh, <laughs> to uh, go as Akiyama. Because, you know, you know, it reminds me so much of, uh, you know, Masawa and uh, Akiyama, how Masawa gave uh, Akiyama so many fights and chances to become that next star. Mm-hmm. But, um, 
Do you yeah, think it's going to take I... 10 or 10 years or no? I hope not. I, Noah may not have 10 years, to be honest. Aki, I'm alone. They just have to. They just have to push him. Uh, convince, convincingly. You know, they have to just. Uh, they can't push him too hard, and they can't push him too weak. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, there, Robert. No. <laughs> no, but, but you're a trooper, brother. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know what the first feud will be. Uh, you know, I, I I wouldn't say I'd say Rikia would be a pretty good guess. I mean, they had him fight for the title, so they got nothing else to do right now, so they might as well. True. Rikia. Hmm. Well, yeah. it's it's not about drawing money now. Okay, it's about survival. Yeah. Um, you know that's what it is now, is uh, survival. You know, and we'll. You know, we'll see what happens from there, and things are going to get, you know, pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Now, the question is, are they going to stay with the native, or are they going to, you know, maybe try a gaijin? Uh, that's interesting, but I don't think they'll try any gaijin. Uh, you know, <laughs> if you know, uh, we've had some people say that uh, Noah's not very gaijin-friendly, and uh, I- I'd really be surprised. Uh I would really be surprised if they did that. I, I mean, it'd be great if they did, but uh, I don't think it's going to happen. Isn't it? You know. Okay. So let's be the devil's advocate. Say they do go with it. I mean, they got Bison Smith. You know, that's the only person. But uh. Mm-hmm. Bison's <clears throat> money. Yeah. I've been saying that for years since he got his Noah deal. Yeah. You know, I mean. You know, you know. I mean, really, what what do they got to lose at this point? But uh, I I I hope they don't go the sleazy route and uh, try to do something with Akatoshi Saito. You know, who was involved in the death because he um he did the backdrop. So just I uh, hope they do that. That that wouldn't be nice at all. I don't but, think they would. No, hopefully not. Honestly, I don't think they would because uh. You know, uh, what's his name? Baba would roll over in his grave. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's... You know, it's not the the, early, the late 70s, early 80s with the Sheik and, uh, and Abby. You know, it's not that kind of um, sleazy type. So the, the, other thing, the other thing to think about is, you know, Noah's going to be in an all-new direction and, uh, you know, look right now because Masala, you know, he's not the head boss anymore. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it could be interesting to see who uh, who else, you know, gets some power because it could have uh, some really big effects. Okay. Well, I'm going to jump off. i got to use the drill again. So continue, sir. <clears throat> Doing very well. I'm going to try. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but... You know, Masala was the president of NOAA, and he was the, you know, the the guy because he founded it. So, really, got to wonder what they're gonna do. Um, you know, Akiyama is known as the Booker, and uh, Nakata is the director. And um, you know, obviously, they know the how gonna have to do something big while they can right now. So, wh- whatever that thing may be, I don't know. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, NOAA's been making big strides lately with. Uh, Go becoming champion and just getting pushed. 
And, uh, you know, they're changing all kinds of characters and, you know, basically surviving on a do-or-die mode. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's really going to be interesting to see what Noah does. As I said, their attendances are already going to be spiked up, and as of the first show today, they are, because everybody, you know, wants to see, oh, what's going to happen now that Masala is no longer there? You know I mean? I'm interested in myself to see. So, uh, so um. Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be really interesting. You know, I think Noah, Noah at this point, you know, it's just survival mode. they got to find whoever they can to wrestle for them. they got to, um, you know, they got to put in all the chips, you know, whether that means Kabashi coming back to do some big matches, see if you can get Takayama to do some serious matches, uh, you know, uh, maybe finally let you know, let one of the dream matches happen with Kabashi. You know, they got to do something, so because this can be the most important time. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, you know, but I would try to find new talent. I think uh, new talent is the key to success. And, um, yeah, you know, I mean, there's got to be someone out there who wants to wrestle. And, uh, you know, maybe they have to look overseas. You know, maybe they have to look somewhere deep in their own promotion. But uh, you never know who that big superstar is going to be because no one ever thought, you know, stunning Steve Austin was going to be Stone Cold Steve Austin, the biggest star of all time. So, um, yeah, it's going to be really interesting. You know, uh, me just liking wrestling and hoping for the best, I hope they are able to pull out of this. And I hope somehow they end up, you know, even bigger and more popular than before, as unlikely as that could be. Excuse me one second. <coughs> okay. Yeah, um, yeah. So. That was a good call. Now, uh, <laughs> Productive. Yeah. Yeah, I've, uh, I've been kicking it since uh, about 11 today because I had to go do work for about eight hours. So I literally came home and uh, jumped on the phone to talk about 11. Myself. <laughs> And I still have other stuff to do before 12 a.m. tomorrow, or 12, uh, 12, 12, 12 at noon tomorrow. Oh. Oh, what? Any callers on the quay, Kip? Lines are open. Awesome. Not yet. Hold on, guys. Uh, please hold on. Please. Continue, Robert. I think Rob said he had to step off for just a second there. Okay. All right. Um, can you play the Angry Marks commercial for me, please? Absolutely. We'll be right back. Pro Wrestling Got You Down? Need something to lift your spirits? Listen to the podcast at angrymarks.com. If wrestling gets you all hot and bothered, we've got what you need. Visit AngryMarks.com or subscribe for free on iTunes. The AngryMarks.com podcast, where the marks get nothing but satisfaction. Hey, KZ, I gotta hang up up for a second. I'll be right back. All right, give me a minute. Hey, Rob, I'm gonna just close it out. All right. So I'm having uh, I'm having troubles. So uh, we'll see. Maybe can 
And we can do a show later on this week. We'll see. I'll let you know. But uh, right. thanks for coming right. in and feeling bad, brother. All right. I'll see you. Bye. Okay, that was Joshi Rob. Um, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna cut it out. Um, I'm having trouble with his door, so and Rob is sick, so um, un- plus uh, the couple people that were supposed to call in were supposed to call in from the road. So um, let's wrap it up. Uh, AngryMarks.com. Check out the boys. Um, WrestleWarehouse.com and SlamBamJam.com. Go to SlamBamJam. They have a... Okay, just search myself and you'll see what will happen. I'm not going to fucking push anything. So, what if the steps can suck my nuts? But, Kev, thanks for stepping up, brother. I really appreciate it. No problem. Awesome, brother. I'm going to hang up and then uh, you can uh, hang up and that'll do it. All righty. We'll see you later this week. All right, brother. All right. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 